Estate planning made easy. This is The Strong Room on 770 CHQR, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome back to The Strong Room. Philanthropy is a big part of a good estate or life plan. What is increasingly popular is philanthropy where the giver takes an active role in the work being done, rather than simply writing a check. Calgary dentist Brad Kresge and his sister Janine Herman are living examples of this kind of giving back. They've taken their expertise to the people of Guatemala, and they are looking for others to follow their lead. Comitencio was the first place that we worked, and from there... Uh, when you travel to a place like Guatemala, you tend to bump into other people in kind of the same, uh, shall we call it, orbit as we are. Uh, and you meet uh, people from different organizations and the opportunity to find out where our, our services are needed elsewhere in the country. So we have done a fair bit of work in Guatemala City as well. And more recently, like in the last uh, 12, 10 or 12 years, we work in an area up in the north, uh, the jungle region, which is called the Paten. And there's a little community called El Romate. Uh, and we work there as well. So as as time has passed, we've expanded where we work, but we've established ourselves in several small communities and make sure that we go back to those communities so that we can provide continuity of care. Um, helps us to build trust in the areas so that people will, uh, they're not afraid to see us. Uh, and people, you know, they, they tell their friends, they tell their family that we're, we're to be trusted and we can help and we can take that pain away or we can improve their smile or we can teach them things that they didn't know. Um, so in, in an area like Comitencio, it has developed over the years. When we first started going there, there was one phone in the entire village. Uh, there was no paved roads. The, the access to water and drainage and things like that were not very good. And now, uh, due in part to organizations like us and other medical groups and people that have just gone through and word has spread, um, funds are flowing in through local development organizations there. Uh, They're able to have a little bit more sort of continue care. Uh, money goes to, into schools. It's not just foreign money that's coming in, but the, the government as well has improved the access. Uh, there are mining companies that have uh, gotten permits to work in the area, so they build roads and they put radio towers and cell phone towers. So the whole area is changing and it is um, advancing. What doesn't advance as fast as uh, the ability to communicate via cell phones is the knowledge about what causes cavities. And so... Uh, what we've been able to do over the years is embed ourselves in the community. Uh, the first few years, we would just go back for two weeks a year. Then we started um, adding more trips during the year. We had enough volunteers and we had people that wanted to be trip directors. So now we have three trips a year that go to Guatemala. Two of them go to Comitencio. And with our uh, the relationships that we built with the dental community in Guatemala, we now have dentists who come with us on our trips. And then in between our trips, they go back to those same communities and we leave equipment there. Uh, we now have an affiliation with the dental school, with the public dental school of San Carlos University in Guatemala City. And they would send uh, a dental student with us on our volunteer trips. But now we have a, an official uh, a partnership of sorts with them where we've created a permanent clinic there. We have staff that are there year round who are trained to provide the preventative education and uh, oral hygiene instruction, that sort of thing. Uh, but when we're not there, there's now a student extern from the university that goes there and provides dental care while we're gone. So. Um, so that has changed. That's improved. So the access to care for our clinic has improved. There's still not enough of it, but we're getting there. So we're we're doing more and more every year. Janine, were you on that first trip? Nope. 
How did you get involved? Because I, I, my sense is that this has now become something of a family project. It has, for sure. Um, I became involved probably about, I think my first trip was about six or seven years ago. And I became involved because Brad talked about his trips incessantly, um, showed us pictures climbing volcanoes. And I thought if he's going to be out climbing volcanoes in Guatemala, his big sister better be there to take care of him. So the first trip I went, we went to Guatemala City. And what was the region, the other town that had the zoo? Uh, Santa Isabella was the, was the town, which yeah. used to be a refugee camp, turned into a town site. Yeah, so that was my first trip. And I remember, first thing that I remember is driving up to the school that we were going to be working in. And there was like 200 people lined up and they had they were cheering for us and they were clapping. And I got out of the car waving like a movie star. I felt so special being there. And they were so happy to have us there. It was amazing. Your role in this would seem to be fundraising to some degree and, and finding the equipment that is needed both to take there and bring back or perhaps to take down and, and leave uh, with the students who are going to take care of the clinic uh, while you are back home. Yeah, we do a lot of fundraising. Um, we have a Canadian organization and we have a U.S. organization. Um, so we do a lot of the fundraising to be able to send the supplies and the equipment down there. As Brad mentioned, all the volunteers pay their own way to go there. So um, we're, we're fundraising to pay for the Guatemalan staff that we have and for the equipment and supplies. But we also have, because of the relationships we have with the dentists in Calgary, we have some amazing dental supply companies that donate a lot of the stuff that we need to take down there on an annual basis. And we really couldn't do what we do if it weren't for them. It has become a family project where the family has been extended. It's not just you and your brother. It's it's uh, a community that is trying to help another community in, another, in a faraway country. Absolutely. It's, it's our family. Um, my parents have come down. My parents helped to fundraise as well. Um, Brad's twin sister has come down on a trip. My other sister hasn't been able to come on a trip, but she helps us with the fundraisers also. So anytime there's a DFA fundraiser, our whole family gathers in Calgary and helps to support the fundraiser. Um, but also the dental family that we go with. We have a board chair that, how many trips is Mangela? Dr. Mangela Reddy, she's been on about nine trips with us. So she's become like family. The volunteers that we take, some of our staff that we take, they've come on trips with us year after year. So they're family. And then when we go down there, we're received like family. Um, we work in the, the communities that we work with. We're seeing those kids uh, that we see year after year. You know, Brad first started treating them, uh, treating their parents uh, several trips ago. So it really is a family connection both here and in, in Guatemala. Brad, this started out as being kind of your personal goal and crusade. How does it feel to have the whole family involved with you in it? <laughs> in most ways, pretty good. <laughs> uh, well, you know, one of the things that I love about my family is that uh, uh, we're very close. We've always been very close since, uh, well, actually, since we were born. The four of us were born within three years. Um, so that's a story. Uh, but. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, every one of us uh, through our schooling, um, my twin sister Kara is a child psychologist. Um, my sister Lisa uh, is is now sort of retired, but she was an attorney for Child Protective Services. Uh, we always said that although Janine didn't specialize in anything for kids, she kind of kept us all together and kept us all focused. And um, my parents just love watching their kids um, blossom. So when I started doing uh, when I started doing the work down there, uh, I would, this is back in the day when uh, I think we just kind of had access to email in one town we would we would be in, and I would 
on our break on the weekend, I'd go into the town, I'd send an email to my family. Uh, and before I knew it, there was, you know, 600 responses because they would forward it to everybody they knew. And everybody was just interested in finding out what we were doing. And so my family not only um, supports what I do and is interested in doing it, but they've been really crucial in sort of spreading the word and helping network because everybody knows that I don't know what Twitter is. I've heard of it. I don't know. Uh, social media is not my thing. I, I used to say a lot that I, we are... As far as the volunteers of Dentistry for All goes, we are exceptional at providing care. We're not so good at telling the story. And, you know, Janine has helped us to do that. Lisa is also a, a she was a journalist, and so she helps uh, to share the story as well. So, um, hands on. And my on. mom has an email distribution list of about 60,000, so yeah. that helps. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so, you know, everybody's been involved in helping with the organization, but more importantly, sharing the story. I think that as far as the legacy of this organization goes and the care that we provide in Guatemala, uh, one day we won't be there to do it, and we need to make sure that it continues. So the Bedard family passed it on to us, and it's our job to grow it to the point where uh, it'll be passed on to a larger group. What does philanthropy mean to you, both in terms of what you're able to do uh, and the personal benefit that you get out of doing something like this? To me, philanthropy means um, tikkun olam, sharing with the world in a way that we can help to heal the world. So I think that everybody, everybody on earth has the ability to give something, um, whether it's time or, or money or effort or knowledge or experience or whatever it is. And I, you know, I'm kind of one of those free thinking type of people that hopes that uh, if everybody were to do something wonderful for mankind or pay it forward in some way that maybe slowly over time we'd, we'd probably have a less a lot less problems in this world so have you addressed that new year's resolution to get your financial house in order yet if not why not take in a mcmillan estate planning seminar to give yourself an idea of what's involved in creating an estate or life plan there are three upcoming seminars in April. On Tuesday, the 17th, the McMillan team will be in Red Deer at 6 p.m. Wednesday, April 18th, there's a seminar in Edmonton starting at 6 p.m. And the next seminar in Calgary is on Thursday, April 19th, starting at 7 p.m. You can register online at mcmillanestate.com for any of the seminars. In Calgary, you can also call the office weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464. Come to a seminar. Learn things. It might be the best 90 minutes you could invest in your financial future. Philanthropy and recreation, two of the key benefits of a good life plan. Get yours in place today. That's it for now. Thanks for joining us on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.